This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com ear. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are going through the surveys that were given to our individual wives. We only have one wife each, and uh, we've been married for 20 and 21 years, respectively. We have questions for them, and apparently they have lots of answers. Now, we, we did not come come up with these questions. Yeah, because what would be the fun in that? Uh, Kiko and Jenna, you guys collaborated on these questions, right? Just like with the kids, and if you didn't listen to our, we gave our kids a survey from last year, hey, you can go back and listen to that. Speaking of which, um, the next three weeks, we're taking a break from fresh episodes of Ear Biscuits. Uh, we're thinking that we're gonna re-release older episodes that you may not have heard of and it'll just be an easy way to prompt you to check it out if you want to. Um, but if not, after this episode, three weeks um, until the fourth week will then be a fresh one again. We'll be back talking we'll, about more and, stuff. And we'll be orienting you to, to this during, because we'll, we'll have a little intro that we record in the modern times to introduce you to the episode that we're gonna be throwing back to. But listen, I mean, in other podcasts that I listen to, that's what they do, and, and I find that every time they introduce an old, old episode, I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard that one. But I also don't listen to every single episode of a podcast, so if you listen to every single episode of Ear Biscuits, first of all, thank, thank you. Thank you. But second of all, you just skip the, skip those, or just listen to them again. What do you, just, you know, just vacuum, or ride How your many bike, podcasts or your unicycle? Have two guys who've been friends as long as we have who've who've submitted themselves to the survey questions uh, of their wives. I can't think of any. So Kiko and Jenna, as I was saying, they put together these questions, things that uh, I think they thought would be interesting to hear uh, Christy and Jesse just give their just unfiltered opinion. And um, okay, now we just have to read them and react to it respond to it, so um, I'm ready. I mean, after last week, we, I mean, our, our our marriages seem to be good. We seem to be in, in like, we were saying at the end of the episode, it's like the best it's ever been. And now it's all being threatened by this dumb survey idea. Let's see I what do, happens. I do believe that though. Yeah, that this survey could, could no. uh, lead to divorce? No, I do believe 
I'm not, I'm not saying it's gotten, it's always gotten better. And I'm not saying there haven't been very difficult times. Well, I'm just it saying It certainly that, hasn't always gotten better. And it also, a lot of times when you're on a trip, and this may not apply to your recent trip because your trip was shorter than mine, but yeah. when you're on a week-long trip with just your spouse, let's just be honest, sometimes it gets to the end of it and any vacation, a lot of times, you're kind of just ready to go back home. But Jesse, Jesse and I made the note, we were like, at the end of the trip, we were like, it's, I think it's a combination of where we've been also the fact that we're kind of like coming out of COVID and vacation is like such a precious thing. Yeah. But also where we felt like our connection was, we were like, man, I wish we could do this for another week. So, I mean, don't wanna jinx it, <laughs> but yeah. I don't wanna like jinx the marriage. Oh, speaking of jinx, um, Ronstadt, the scripted podcast that we're starring in, the sixth episode drops on Tuesday which is tomorrow when you're listening. listening, if you listen to this on the first day. There's a foursome uh, in this episode. Golf. <laughs> uh, do with that what you will, listen to it. Let's just, let's just start at the beginning and go through this thing. Okay, so the first question presented to our wives, Christy and Jesse, is, what is your husband's most attractive trait? Oh, okay, I like this. I like the fact that we started with a compliment. Now, if I would have been consulted, I might would have tweaked this question to be like, can you list out all of your husband's attractive traits? That's why you weren't consulted because yeah. we would still be tweaking the list right now. Okay. And it's divided into physical, physical trait and then character trait. So why don't we, let's just start with oh, the physical. Oh, okay, it is, okay. Um, okay, Christy said my most attractive physical trait is my eyeballs. Mm. Or may, she just said eyes. Maybe it's just like Do you the, agree with that? The inner part of the eye. When you think about yourself. the entire ball. When you think about yourself. Um, are you like, you know, if, 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 a, if a lineup of just random people selected from Earth were to be, if I were to be paraded naked, because she's seen you naked, so she knows all the all the physical traits. If Certainly. you were to be paraded naked in front of just 1,000 random people from all around the world, and they had to say what your best trait was, do you think it would be your eyes? <laughs> well, once, you, once you said I was naked, like I'm just picturing myself naked, and I was like, am I gonna say Bush? That would be a funny joke. Bush? Yeah. <laughs> well, typically I, would, I, I, I wouldn't say Bush, but. <laughs> You call it your bush? <laughs> no. Typically that, I wouldn't say bush. <laughs> I didn't say bush. I just said that I was considering it. Is that, is that not, uh, is that, uh, I, 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 is that just for ladies? A man, I, I mean I've only referred to uh, women's <laughs> privates as a bush before. And only some women's. Uh, I know that you, I know that you trim your, uh, oh. your leg hair. Yeah, very close, might I say? I know you you returned just, from a, from it's a pool a, trip. It's a slippery slope, man. Once once you take it's the, basically shaved now. I want you to know. Well, that. but it's going to hit a sweet spot in another week or so. Why don't you just maintain the sweet spot? But really, <laughs> I don't want to trim my leg hair. I didn't shave it. I, I would say it. the the Venn diagram between men who trim their leg hair, yeah, is almost a full crossover with men who trim their bush. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be true. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a destination. And for I this, would say if I am in this if I am an indicator, more men trim the bush than the leg hair. Yeah. 
It's a wink, cart. wink. It's a cart before the horse. I'm one of those men. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you're the opposite. Well, I, the thing is I trim my, my, the hair off my feet because I hate having hobbit feet. I just don't like the look of it, especially in the summer when you're lounging by the pool. The hair on the top of my feet, especially the hair on the like the top of my toes, fell out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like out. literally in the past fifteen years, what little you sleeping to- in a tanning top bed? Of ha- top of uh, ha- uh, toe, uh, top of foot hair, it it went away. I don't. So I don't understand what happened. I didn't dip my feet in a chemical. Well, I'm just saying if you if you look at those extre- like the, my toes and the you know in my crotch at like the bookends, I mean, and once you have clippers at one end, I just you know I just go through the whole stack. It's like everything's better with less hair. Okay, so really, what we're saying is that you use the term bush inappropriately. You just didn't mean, apparently you just didn't even mean to say it. You take it back. <laughs> so back to the question well, at what hand: do, What is it called? Uh, well, are you talking about just like the wiener? Or are you talking about above the wiener? Above, above it. You think that peop- a thousand people selected in random, at random from across the world, who saw you naked would be like, you know, right above his wiener. Oh. It's his best part. <laughs> no, that, I'm not talking about that at all. <laughs> well, that's the point no, of the question. I you were asking, <laughs> what's the proper terminology for a, a male bush? Not his wiener, but just above his wiener. <laughs> Best trait on this random man who just came out before us. Now let's look at the next one. He's taller. (laughs) Yeah, that's not what I was saying. To answer your question, I don't know. I don't know. I I would say, okay, my eyes. Okay, there you go. I mean, that is a thing that over the course of my life, like aunts and uncles would compliment me on. (laughs) Aunts and uncles? You're such a strange person. Uh, you I could mean, have said, you know, women would compliment me on my eyes. No, my aunts and my uncles are very <laughs> into my eyes. You know, when you're a kid, how, how do you your aunts and uncles <laughs> feel about your bush? Good job, I mean, knowing man. the Neil family, you never know. <laughs> no, what, do you, what is that supposed to mean? I'm just knowing saying, the Neil family. I'm saying there's weird things that have happened in your family. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like nothing, nothing I, like that has no, happened. You in my family. lick your aunt's face. Like, yeah, that's okay, different. that's weird. That's different. <laughs> that's an inside it's joke. Weird. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> okay. What do you mean that's what she said? I'm, that's I'm an not, inappropriate. I'm not making the joke. I'm saying literally that's what your aunt said. It was an inside joke. I'm not making the office joke, the Michael Scott joke. That's what she said. Sometimes yeah. that's what she said is just what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes a bush is on a guy. This is so, the first uh, you, question. Uh, I haven't even given my answer yet. What did Jesse say is your most attractive physical trait? I don't know how to feel about this because she said his luscious locks. Now let me. What do you mean you don't know how to feel about it? I don't know how to feel about it because I haven't had these luscious locks until like the past 12 months. So what was she attracted to up until this point? Well, she was patient. My bush? <laughs> let's, let's not. <laughs> okay, this can't be a throwback. That's the last bush. No, no. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. I actually didn't either. I said I was gonna bring it up, but I didn't actually bring but it I up. But I did hear there is a new George Bush that's running for office. I think George P. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what she said. I, no, actually, okay. Shut up. I'm not gonna say that ever again. I, I should have never said it. You're almost being annoying. Yeah, right. Well, how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> Just want you to understand. Okay, so um, his luscious locks, she likes my hair, she's made it very clear. And I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm able to give my wife that gift late in life. You know, in my twilight years, 
then I'm able to sprout this from my head. You're losing it on your toes. But, you might be losing it up there. Uh, and when I talk about potentially cutting it because it's annoying and it's and I don't like dealing with it, um, she's made it very clear and now she's made it even more clear saying it is my most attractive trait. There you go. Hey, listen, you, you got the feedback you need. I'm not gonna get rid of my eyes. Okay. Um, but let's get to the, to the, the, the real, real part. The yeah, right. What's the most attractive character trait? Christy said, my ability to love. Mm. Huh. Wow. My ability to love? That's you, sweet. Do you, do, you, do you feel like you have a high capacity for love? Uh, Are you surprised by this answer? Kinda, yeah. We're not, by ability. the way, we're not doing the newlywed game where we're trying to guess what they said because ability to it's been love? done so many times. I know, it's not the capacity to love. It's, it's the, the ability, ability to love. Like it's like, in practice, I'm a lover. Battery capacity I'm doesn't, a lover. doesn't mean battery usage. I'm a lover, I'm a lover. Okay. Well, that makes me feel nice. I, I will be making mental note of that whenever we're like in a disagreement or a conflict. That, Be like, well, if I were to access my ability to love, and mm, then I can solve that's it. That's probably not strategic. Uh, Jesse said, can't decide. <laughs> can't narrow it down, huh? She passed? Between his humor and his big old brain. Mm, I like when you talk about my big old <laughs> brain, baby. So you sense the humor in your brain. You're th okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, if I were to be paraded in front of a thousand random people, uh, I mean, I think my I think I actually have a rel relatively small head, so I don't think you would assume there was a big brain. You're dodging the compliment, but I do think. But which which one? No, no, I'm not dodging the compliment. She... I'm exercising the first part, which is the humor. I haven't gotten to the being smart yet. Oh, <laughs> if you can only choose one of these, which one would you have ch chosen? Because she really needed to only choose one. Would you rather be funny or smart? I'd rather be funny. Uh, I don't. I think funny as well because I don't think that smart does anything for you. It does things for the people around you, but I think it makes. I I think it make. I think most. I actually think funny does more for the people around you because it no, brightens no, no, their day. Well, uh, yeah, funny does a lot for the people around you. I'm just saying if you isolate smart. I mean, I and I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm not comparing myself to super smart people, but super smart people are super sad. Mm. Yeah, right? because they know too much. And so I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think that smart is 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 a good quality to have, but it's really, I mean, I guess you can keep yourself out of trouble if you're smart. A smart boy stays out of trouble. Mm. Uh, tell I mean, in, it, like it's it's nice to interact with somebody who like knows stuff. And then there's like, oh, that's interesting. That's thought provoking. That's, I mean, just edifying. But there's something magical about like when you make somebody laugh, man. That's that's a, that's a magical power. I think they're both pretty beneficial for people around you. Well, but I, I'm I just saying that for you personally, being funny is probably more fun. Let's get let's get to some negatives. What's your husband's worst trait? This is also I'm, divided into physical. I'm gonna let you go first. And character, time. but they. But my wife uh, took a, you know what? She took, she took a, 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 she didn't say like, I don't like his nose. She said, sensitive scalp. This may seem like an odd answer to you. What is she, what is she frustrated about your sensitive scalp? What is she trying to do to your scalp that frustrates her? She's rubbing it hard? At any point 
in our marriage when she wants to, well, first of all, now that I've got these luscious locks that she's so attracted to, uh, anytime she's trying to manipulate them, if she like gets a, if she snags, like if it snags on a ring or if she's like trying to do something to my hair. What do you mean do something to your hair? Like, like style it? Like fix it or put something in it or, or, something or in just it. touch it. Like she might be like, I'm gonna touch your hair and it's like, I've got stuff in my hair and it's like, and my hair is curly so your hands get stuck in it. And I have a, I, I'm tender headed, man. And she's annoyed by me being tender headed. Like she, she regularly brings this up. I will say that, like, this is an interesting, like, this is a one two punch thing. This is not a you thing. This is a you and her thing because, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about 100 people surveyed, I think the majority are going to say that they haven't touched their partner's hair like that often. Like, I can't tell you the last time Christie's touched my hair. Well, the, period. Mm, I think you're missing out on a huge part of, of what could be a connection in your relationship. That's not what you're describing. You're Touching saying each other's you're hair. Say, you're saying she fixes my hair, she puts things in my hair. It seems like we're talking like no, picking and pruning. No, here. no, I'm saying even if she's like I'm, you know, she's laying there and she like wants to like either play with my hair or like scratch my head or something. First of all, okay. that's not unusual, that's, I don't think. No, but that's not what you had described. No, but I'm saying. You're saying she was fixing your hair for Well, you. no, if she's like. Like I, a child before church. Well, there's a number of times that she, like okay, I mean it happens more often than you would think, but like okay, when we did that thing where she had, the groomer had put Barbara's hair in two ponytails, right? And okay. she was like, oh, let's do, and all my good Twitter ideas come from Jesse, so she was like, Let's do that with you. And it's just the process of grabbing my hair and doing that. I mean, I'm constantly yeah, like. That's, ah, just, ah, that's, oh, that's, ah. that's not a normal relational application of. But I'm saying it any, she just doesn't like the fact that my scalp is sensitive and it annoys her. Because she's touching your hair a lot. But she wants to touch my head. She's touching your hair a lot. A little weird to I, me, if, but she's not. Survey a thousand people. I mean, if she was touching my hair a lot, even more weird. If a thousand people were surveyed, is it weird for a wife to touch a husband's hair, especially when it is the number one thing she is attracted to? I believe that 90, I think it's 900 out of those a thousand people would say, no, that's not weird. It's totally natural and expected. Um, Christy said, my physical worst trait is, oh, newsflash, my chewing. There are times when I'm like, you know what? Right now, I'm really going to concentrate on not on not chewing like a dummy. I'll own this one. Chewing I, I, like a dummy. I wish I could fix this. Apparently, I can't because sometimes I will try really hard to just chew like a normal non-dummy. What what do you, what do you mean? At like dinner, if somebody like notices, but like what how what do you adjust? I just try to chew slower, less, more or less dummy like. It's not a dummy thing. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's a, I'm it's, just, a, it's a level of aggression. Yeah, so I try to slow it down. And, oh, oh. <laughs> That's still aggressive. It's just slower. Listen, I'm gonna own this one. I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> okay. But I mean, God bless her, she lives with you. All I do is work with you. And I do eat on the internet with you quite a bit. But she she makes meals and serves them to you and then has to listen to you eat them. She sits beside me. Did she sit across from you or next to you? Caddy corner. Boy, I would be on the other side of the table. Mm. I'd be as far away I as I I said I didn't want to talk about this. Okay. This is between us. Um, I didn't talk about you and your wife's hair scalp. touching. Yeah, you didn't say a thing about that. Right, so what did Jesse say is your worst character trait? She said so, he's, yeah. he's not a natural snuggler. 
This is not a character issue, but it feels like an appropriate time to bring this up. Also, he believes there's a right or efficient way to do everything and that everybody should care about that as much as he does. Oh. Uh, see, that you guys, like me. you guys think that Link's the the only one who's worried about efficiency. My wife thinks that I'm overly worried about efficiency. That's because she doesn't know. She's ne- I'm, she never used the word in a sentence. We use the term efficient. She used right and efficient, and a, and a dash Listen, in between I, it. I'm making you a defender because I think that will seem heroic. But like, I mean, um, she she doesn't place a lot of value on efficiency. Let's focus on the. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I and I do. In my family, I am the one that thinks there is a way to do things and get I get frustrated with all my family members and for the way they do things. Uh not a natural snuggler. This is true. Um but again, I I'm glad she recognizes that it's not a character issue. <laughs> I'm still a good man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I think that Jesse is an unnatural snuggler. Uh-huh. I feel like she is on the far, the high end of the spectrum. I think for the capacity. hair touching is a form of snuggle. Well, hundred percent. So it makes sense. Yeah. So this is consistent with that. It's like I'm trying to snuggle with you. But I'm you're trying saying to touch she's your an hair, unnatural you're... snuggler. Uh, I think the hair touching is is to an unnatural level as well. She is on. She is on one end of the spectrum. But it is not strange. I stand by it. It is not strange for a spouse to touch their spouse's no, hair. I didn't think it. Okay, I don't think I I don't think that's the right word for it. Strange or yeah. scalp or bush. <laughs> Is uh, it strange for promised, a partner to not touch their partner's we bush? Promised we weren't going to do well, this. Well, you wanted me to promise. Um, Christy's got my number here with my character trait that's worst. Uh, overly critical. I mean, when we when we explored the enneagram stuff, it's like you know, again, I gotta I gotta own this. It was nice to um just be refreshed to the impact that 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 has and how like even though I'm being misunderstood in my criticism it's like it is important for me to remember how I'm how it how it feels to be on the receiving end of that so it's not just about is this important is this important enough to bring up or can I let it go but there's another aspect to the decision to speak it in the criticism into existence and that's How's this going to be interpreted? How's it going to make the recipient feel? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was a nice refresher there. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of super feet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Super feet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, super feet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range 
range of insoles for every activity, every shoe and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay, next, next question, question please. What's one thing that your husband always says to you? Christy said, I always say to her, did you turn off the lights? <laughs> <laughs> I, do I, I guess I do say that. Did you turn off the lights? Like if I, if I go upstairs like comes first. Upstairs? Yeah, if I go upstairs first, like, mm. did you turn off the lights? I'm in the process of making more of my lights. Automatic. Automatic, yeah. so I, I don't have to ask her that. Mm -hmm. This this problem's going away. Well, not all, I have that at my house. And all the lights, I mean, all the lights go off at 1 a.m. at my house because you never know who's gonna be up past 1 a.m. and somebody mm -hmm. every night. Except for like some safety lights, right? Do you still use that, um, the color changing mood? They're all, they're all still installed, Like, yeah. Do you ever do, do that? Uh, Shepard does it. I don't really do it. Oh, you know, well, occasionally in the bedroom, yeah. Occasionally in the bedroom, we'll use it. Um, it's party time. But um, yeah, it's party time, it turns all the lights on, but I think at 1 a.m. they just automatically shut off. And let me tell you right now, if that doesn't happen, none of them would go off. Like you could not, the amount of electricity that I'm using, but I do have solar panels. What, okay. <laughs> what did you have solar say? panels. One thing that your husband always says to you, look at that, there, to the left, you missed it. Said as we drive past something he finds fascinating, like a house, cow, <laughs> tree, hill, etc. <laughs> I am the king. Of look at that? Of pointing things out and wanting you to look at them. Look at that? Like I mean, I know I must do it, I know it's at least in terms of Jesse's perspective, to an annoying degree, because I tend to get really especially if I'm in a new place, I tend to get really fascinated with everything that and I'm you're seeing. And if you're driving, you can't be looking at your phone, so you're having to look at that, all of that. And if I'm not driving, it's even worse. And then I'm telling her, if she's driving, oh. that she should look at something. But it could also just simply be walking. Look at that. And, and, I, and I want everyone to look at it. I want all my family members to look at it. And it seems like even when they look at it, they don't care about it as much as I do. Yeah. And I can never get over that. May I suggest a new f catchphrase, which is, look and care about that. Look and care about that. That seems forceful. I feel like I'm just pointing it out and they can come to their own conclusions about it. It reminds me of my pet peeve with Christy is when I'm driving and she's navigating somewhere and she's like, oh, turn that way. I'm like, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at where I'm driving. Like, say left or right, give me a directionality. To, oh. You're gonna t you're gonna turn up here. Yeah. It's like up, go up. T turn turn at that sign. Which sign? Which way? Like that's why I always insist on like putting the thing the, in the GPS because because we just avoid that fight. Technology has avoided so many fights. Soon I'll, she we won't be fighting about the lights. What's a robot? Not, when we don't fight about directions anymore. Are you telling me that I could get a robot who just looks at the things that I ask it to look at? Oh yeah, yeah. There, hey, you know that could be the new robot. Hey, robot man, and, look and, at that. And he's like, that ends me on FM. Thank it, you for pointing it out. Here's looking at that, kid. 
It's a robot that helps you with nothing. He just looks at the things well, that you, know you want him to look at. It can be a child too, and it can be like really into everything. Uh, I was you kind of thinking it was a wife. You point point <laughs> at you, robot wife. I think a robot woman to look at stuff for you. How about it's just a whole robot family? It's a it's a wife and two children, and they're all and they travel with us. Really into the stuff that you tell them to look. Right? At. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. And they're like, wow. And they, but they know, but they have like the built-in technology, like the Google thing. They're like it, quoting Wiki. Yeah, where they can take a picture of something. That is the Hearst Castle, founded in 1647. You know, <laughs> and then they. Tell I think you that facts would be like, about it. Wow, Dad, that's the Hearst Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call yeah, you yeah. Dad because because I need to be the one with the information about it. They need to be wowed by me. They don't need to be telling me stuff. Here's a good one. It just happens to be the next question. I'm not. I'm They're not all good. Around. They're all good. They're all great. Rank your husband's coolness from one to ten. Ten being coolest. Okay, Jesse said eight. Negative two for that tiger tank top and the dad shoes he sometimes wears. Tiger tank top. I think I put this on Twitter at some point, or maybe Jesse did. I bought a series of uh, very graphic. Uh, <laughs> graphic uh, tank tops back when we thought we were gonna do that character on TikTok, who oh. was like the stepdad. <laughs> it was pretty, he had, a, he had one good TikTok, but we haven't brought him back. Uh, and I found some funny tank tops on Amazon, and then I was like. Tank tops on TikTok? Maybe I'll just TikTok, wear one of these. Tops. Maybe I'll just wear one of these in the house and see what happens, and Jesse didn't like it. Also, there That are, knocked you down two cool points. Well, that and. Forever. And the de so, I have a few, Sort of daddish, sort of tennis shoes that I might wear that are like just super comfortable or whatever. Um, Jesse will. You look like Ringo Starr on a Skechers ad. I uh, I will definitely defer to Jesse quite a bit when it's just like, how does this look? Like, what does this look like? And because there are times, apparently, like twenty percent of the time, where she's like, uh, that's, I mean, no, that's not cool. You need to change that. Mm -hmm. And I trust her in that way. So I totally, I'm actually surprised. That you got to an eight. That I got to an eight. Yeah, you I don't consider myself particularly cool in this way, so. Well, Christy, this is what she wrote. She wrote, uh, rank your husband's coolness on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the coolest. Oh gosh. <laughs> 10 plus. Mm. Then she wrote, no one pulls off eating cereal in a pool floaty quite like Link. Okay, so this is a backhanded compliment. This is not a, a sincere 10. She's saying that I have a 10 plus in coolness because yes, she has exited the back of our house and seen me lounging in a pool floaty uh, in my pool eating cereal in the middle of the day. I mean, that's cool, that's man. kinda cool. Is that cool? She was taking, she took pictures. What kind of cereal and what kind of floaty? Doesn't matter. I think it definitely I, matters. I think that the f pool floaty like was a six foot tall sloth, inflatable sloth that it se he seemed to be cradling me. That's like pretty he cool. was spooning me or I was, you know, I was the little spoon. But I was I was facing up. So that's cool, but if the cereal had the word brand in it, you're not cool. Oh, I'm sure it was. Uh, what about if it's if Raisin Bran Crunch doesn't cran, crunch. Raisin Bran Crunch makes you slightly cooler than Raisin Bran, but it doesn't make you cool. Mm. Okay, well, I got a 10 for my wife, uh, so eat that. <laughs> 
Describe your husband using one word. Wow, the interesting thing is I think that the two things that were chosen for us by our wives are almost the same letters rearranged, but not exactly. Uh, Jesse called me an enigma. Enigma? Enigma. Really? An enigma? I guess with one word, you really can't going, like expound on it. I know, it. the way I would describe enigma is like. Like a mystery. A mystery. Like a closed like, off. But let me look at the official definition. A person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, it's intriguing. Uh, Red Enigma McLaughlin. So she doesn't, I mean, it sounds like a good name for a, a pro wrestler. And I think that was, I think that did happen. Definitely happened, at least once. It's several different levels of wrestling, probably. I mean, like, I've never seen you wear a mask, sincerely. How could you be an enigma? Uh, well, I think where she's getting, I would assume where she's getting this from is, uh, I think her, Jesse's perspective on me is that the combination of things that make up who I am is not something that she has, that she has run into. In other people, she is a, she has said as much to me. So you're unique, yeah, but in an unexpected way, because it's like it's like in a clandestine way. You could be unique in, in a, like a in a hidden. oh yeah that that guy's that guy is unique. Like he wears books for clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like okay, yeah, but is that an enigma? No, yeah, that, but if you found out that the guy that that's wears a books for clothes is also running like a viable candidacy for president, then you'd be like, that is an enigma. Huh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, Christy described me using the word magnetic. That's Which is nice. also a super That's nice, name. magnetico. But you know what I'm saying, I think it's it was sim magnetic. similar letters. A lot of letters, yeah. But you have the, the a couple of extra, N, you have a C and a T that's G. been added. But everything else is the same. Magnetic enigma. Magnetic enigma. I like saying that together. Magnetic enigma. So I'm I'm basically like I don't know. I I I draw I draw her to me. There, there's and a your sloth. There's attraction. Floaty. There's attraction. Come join me in my sloth floaty and eat cereal with me. This is so far. This is making me my me feel good for the most uh, part. Just wait. Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code Ear. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets.
Um, next question, what's one thing you wish your husband would stop doing? Christy said, listening to his inner critic. So she's becoming my therapist now in this thing. And yeah, okay, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just, I gotta just keep putting that guy in his place. Yeah. Hey, I can mow the grass and think about other things. <laughs> you don't mow the grass. No, I don't. That's one trying to avoid my inner critic. That's one one less thing you can be critical of yourself for. Jesse said. Jesse said, morning farts when we work out. <laughs> Y'all work out together now? You fart it up? No, we work out at the same time. Working out together is like doing the same thing. Working out at the same time in the same place, that's how we work out together. Okay. We're on our own programs. Uh, every once in a while we'll do like a, you know, a little, YouTube workout together, but but you're farting. Well, let, let's not. I said let's. I said this. I said this on this podcast earlier. I was like, one of the greatest things about being able to work out at home, which I do now, and no longer going to the gym because of COVID. But it's now I'm not. I'm never going back to the gym. I got the gym at my house. I'm in my garage, right? Hmm. And I, one of the things I hate about working out in public is, especially in the morning, you cannot fart. Hmm. But I, 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 you know. I like keeping my fart, I, I like going to the gym and I like I like having to keep my farts in because it's like, it actually helps with your form. You know, you always want your your glutes tight and your abs tight. You and don't want your butthole tight I think though. you want your butthole tight, yeah. You want your uh, your core tight. But you want your core tight, which maybe that'll push a fart out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think I've got the right technique. You gotta have a capper. You, and gotta, I, have a, you gotta have a, a cap on the tube. And I essentially, and also I do my whole morning stretching routine, which is like almost designed. You know, there's there's like the wind release pose in yoga or like there's several different poses that are made to make you fart. And I do those in the morning. <laughs> and you fart. And she used to not come down there. She would she would come a little bit later. Oh, well, she needs to come a little bit later. And then, then she started coming a little bit earlier and I was like, well, if you're gonna be in here, I can't change this. You know, I mean, my used, body has gotten used to this. She used to work out with me. There was a time there <laughs> yeah, when, I remember, when yeah. the two of us worked out together. We, were in, we weren't at each other's homes. We were at a the gym. At the gym. And there, somehow, well, there was a time in which all four we of got us in went the same to the same gym. That, I, but ne we never, never were in the same gym at the same time. Yeah, that was, that was way We just went much. to the same place. Um, I never recalled hearing her fart at the gym. She also doesn't fart during our workouts and she's free to do it. She needs to. I just made it clear that I wasn't gonna change my behavior because <clears throat> it was important for me to be able to re release my wind. But, uh, if, but she doesn't like it. But I'm like, I'm sorry baby, this is something that you're gonna have to deal with. See my problem is when I fart, then my inner critic starts breaking it down. Like, oh that one wasn't wet enough. Or <laughs> Wasn't wet enough. <laughs> Next question, has your husband developed any old man traits in the past few years? Th this is a trap. Th this is, this yeah. is a trap question. How well, are we gonna get out of this one? Well, Jesse said uh, morning farts when we work out again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she added, I, I, this is interesting and I know that uh, I was actually telling you in a conversation we were having yesterday that she complains about this. Complaining about kids these days. Kids these days. She has a, sometimes I will be talking to our children and there's something that I'm kind of sensing about their generation that mm. I'm like thinking that needs to be like addressed and like maybe called out. And, and you have to use the phrase. And well, I don't go, I don't use, I haven't fallen into the, the trope of like saying kids these days or 
back in my day. But, you know, I will sometimes talk about something that I did. Like, well, when I was your age, I would do this. And she's just very sensitive to me going into that. Or anytime I'm talking and I'm talking about a generation in in general, if I'm saying something about millennials, or if I'm saying something about Generation Z, she's like, oh, don't become that guy. You're just falling into it. You're, you're gonna become an old guy who just talks about the problems with the other generations. So I appreciate this. Yeah, this I, is I, feedback. I, this you, is good you, feedback. How are you gonna take this feedback? I'm taking it, but I'm gonna keep farting, but I will stop talking about the generations. But I will not stop farting, because that would be unhealthy. It's like a, when you when you start in on that stuff, Anyone who's in earshot, it's like, it's like a cue, verbal cue to just stop listening. Unless, unless you're like, so I might listen, I might commiserate, but like if your kids are in the room, it's like that. I mean, they're, they're not gonna. It's like, oh, I gotta stop what I'm doing and listen to what Dad's about to say. <laughs> you know, it's like that's just not the 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 preemptive. That's not the conversation starter that that gets them going. You know, but kids these days. I do not say kids these days. Okay, my any old man traits. See, and this one, okay, it wasn't one. What is the most old manish trait? It's it's old man traits. Christy said, sleeping with lip balm in a full water bottle by his bed. Yeah, is that old manish? She goes on. Yeah, she could have. She could have used an Excel spreadsheet for this. <laughs> Wearing a full coat with a cardigan while drinking coffee at dinner. <laughs> this is something she made fun of me of. We were sitting at dinner. You're always cold. And I was I was bundled You're up. You look cold right now. I was bundled up and I was, uh, yeah, my arms are crossed. I'm a little cold. And um, yeah, it was dinner time and I was sitting there just drinking a coffee. I don't know, I was like, I had forgotten to drink my afternoon coffee, so I was just, I'll have it for dinner. You do that if you forget to drink coffee, you have to have it at dinner? Um, not usually, but I did that day when I was bundled up. I felt, I guess I felt old. And then the list wraps up with consistent napping. <laughs> and not just consistent, I, I but, nap, but quick quick draw. I, I think a, a character trait of an old old man is the ability to nap in any position, in any place, yeah. immediately. And, I, you, and like, we'll go into our office, like um, if we're having a long day of shooting or whatever, uh, we'll go into our office sometimes to like, eat our lunch, and then we've got like 10 minutes before we gotta be back and shooting again, and uh, you'll like sit in a chair. <laughs> it's like an old man. Sitting up to rest your eyes, and like literally like 45 seconds, you're like, your mouth opens, <laughs> and you begin sleeping, and I'm like, I mean, I could lay here <laughs> on the couch with no one in here, and a pillow and a blanket yeah, it's very, I, for a long time, and I would never go to bed, I'm I just gonna, can't do it. I'm, I'm gonna be a great old man, and, I, and I'm starting early. Well, the I'm thing is, early. is that, I'm envious of this particular quality, but I'm I'm fearful if you're this much of an old man now and you're only gonna add things on top yeah, of it. I'm just, yeah. you'll be happy, but the people around you will be miserable. You know, you just gotta watch out. You gotta this watch more, out. If you kept I mean, it at this, it's probably fine. Yeah. What is your favorite memory of your husband? Oh, this would, this would be good. This is like, like we're dead. So this is it. Like, what is your favorite when memory? Gone, this is what they're gonna say at the funeral. Uh, Christy said, "When we were dating, he covered my car in heart-shaped post-its. 
I still have them. I think we have a picture of that in the Book of Mythicality. Yeah, we put it in the Book of Mythicality. She wrote about it in the Book of Mythicality. Maybe she forgot that. But yeah, we still have the post-it notes. I mean, and then I wrote on one of them, I'm stuck on you, which yeah. is, she left that part out. But like, that's her favorite memory of me? What's that? She had to go back pretty far. Oh, what have you been doing lately? You know, it's like, I mean. Sleeping and <laughs> eating cereal in a float. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's invited. You're not really building the Let's memories. Make memories, baby. All you, all you gotta do is. 20 years have passed. <laughs> well, when we were dating, he put some stickers on my car. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she's got some backhanded uh, shit going on here, man. <laughs> she's hurting that's me. That's hilarious. She is hurting me. I'm sure you've done things since then. It's just you never top that. Um, Jesse Sometimes said. Sometimes when you're filling out a survey, it's kind of like. Yeah, a lot of, Signing lot up to think for about. a new thing. You're yeah, like, hey, right. uh, I need a new username and password right now. Yeah, it's like filling out one of those things for the kids to like go to the trampoline place. It's like, I don't know, he's 17? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go with my go-to memory. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, This is what Jesse said her favorite memory of me was, that conversation in Palm Springs when we stared into each other's eyes, talked about our life journey up until this point, and both cried. Oh wow! Is she speaking in code? This seems like something. That's, it was between the two of you, and it should remain that way. So, uh, yeah, it was just a. It was a moment of intense connection. Okay, a moment of intense connection. Hey, you uh, know what? I don't have any follow. She questions. was pulling on my hair really hard, but I wasn't complaining. <laughs> but I was farting, <laughs> and uh, she just deals with that. <clears throat> um, when did you realize that? Your husband was the one. Okay, Jesse said, it was lots of small moments. The music he played that first time I got in his car. The questions he asked me while we waited for the very late locksmith on that bench outside a macaroni grill. Watching him dance and act completely ridiculous in front of an auditorium full of people. And especially when he said, if you don't marry me, who the hell are you gonna marry? <laughs> <laughs> that hey, that's a pretty good line. It's like what is, it's like it's like business negotiation. It's like who's going to give you a better offer than this? Well, hold on, that makes it sound like she didn't have she didn't have many. She my wife had, if anything, had many suitors. Um, but the uh, yeah, I, it was you know you didn't think highly of anything. She them, was apparently. she was young, you know. She got married. We, I, I was twenty three. She was twenty. You know, we were on like even the early for. North Carolina evangelical Christians in the 90s level you know, timeline. So I think the answer to your question, if you don't marry me, who the hell are you gonna marry? I think the answer is, well, I mean, there, there's a lot of people. A lot of people that I know and a lot of people I can meet. What I'm I was, only 20. What I was implying, <laughs> and this is, says more about me than it does about her, I think, is, is I was saying, if you're not gonna marry me, please show me the man that you're gonna marry. <laughs> you know, that's what, yeah, you were right for each other. <laughs> that's and what, you knew that. That's what I, I that's, that's what the, I was thinking. Uh, what did Christy say? Um, she realized that I was the one spending a summer in Santa Cruz away from him after my junior year in college. I kept a journal of all of the things I wanted to tell him, but felt like I couldn't yet. Mm. Because I was I was some robotic stick in the mud that was like I don't know what love is. Yeah, if she had shared that with you, it would have scared you off, probably at the time. Yeah, she she shared it with me later. The floodgates opened when she returned from Santa Cruz, and we got engaged that night. Yeah, you know, that's a fond memory. 
Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. What is one thing that is so classically your husband? Classic rat. Uh, Jesse says, talking about his food, enjoying his food, finishing his food really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it is an ability. I'm having a good time when I'm eating, man, and I'm I, talking about it. It and never I'm adds saying, up to me to like, for it to disappear so quickly, yet to for you to be so engaged in it. It makes sense on one level, but it's like, I felt like slowing down would help, but you tell me that's not the case. My philosophy, I know some people are like, why do you take the chocolate milk and drink it all in approximately seven seconds? And I'm, why don't you savor it? Why don't you stretch it out? I'm like, I'm in it for the peak experience. I don't care how long it lasts. I want it to be as intense as possible. <laughs> and seven seconds and one glass of milk will be more intense than seven minutes and one glass of milk. I'm about amplitude, man. I'm not about, uh, longitude or whatever the other part of, I don't. I haven't taken that uh, class in a long time. Yet, along with that speed, you are giving constant commentary about how amazing it is. Like, well, when, I mean, when we're on the show, like, I don't have peripheral vision because of these glasses. And then, I mean, I just hear you talking <laughs> about the food and I assume you haven't eaten any either and no. I look over and it's literally, I don't I know what, I don't, I don't, I need to watch the show back just to know that you're actually eating it. Because from my experience, you never, you never, you're, you're talking about the food and then it must go, it just, you must just be doling it into the can. Nope, it goes straight into the can that is my mouth hole. <laughs> this is funny because on our anniversary trip, uh, the place that we were staying did, there's not a lot of places to eat in Big Sur, so the place we were staying had a restaurant and would kind of, and would do dinner uh, every night. And, uh, they, it was like a four course meal and mm -hmm. Jesse and I, but funny thing is, is Jesse loves to eat almost as much as I do and loves food almost as much as I do and eats not as quickly as me, but very quickly for just a normal person. And what we would, we realized on the second night, we realized that what we would do is we'd be talking, like our conversation is very, like we, there, there's not a lot of dull moments when we're on a date together. Like we're talking constantly, right? And then the waiter sets a course down in front of us. And we realized, it took us two nights to realize this, that every single time the waiter set down the food, we ate it in completion without speaking. You and just it, stopped what you're doing. Stop the conversation. <laughs> just eat it. There might be a conversation. There might be like a. This is really good. Oh yeah, this is really good. The conversation is only about the food. If anything is said at all, and then the, uh -huh. and then it's like it's gone. By the the waiter comes to check. Oh, it's go. It's just over. It's you guys finish, and then we get back into the conversation. We weren't proud of ourselves, but it was just <laughs> a observation that like, man, we are really made for each other because. And Jesse said this. She was like, I went on dates with a few guys before you, who if food hit the table, it seemed like they just, it it, 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 it just wasn't a part of, they didn't realize it. Like if I'm in a group and we're talking and food arrives 
and everybody and people don't stop and, and hmm. acknowledge it and begin eating. I'm like, whoa, you guys need to get your priorities straight. We need to eat the food and then talk to each other. And she's <laughs> totally on the same page to the point of we're not even speaking when we're eating. Mm -hmm. So find somebody who likes food or hates food as much as you do. <laughs> um, Chrissy said that what was classically me was walks around the house and checks to see if every light is off. <laughs> Going back to this. <laughs> While singing Trace Atkins, every light in the house is on. Well, I do sing that. Well, but that makes it seem playful. You don't seem mad. Well, at first I'm like, every light in the house is on. Uh, right, you know, okay, it's like yeah, at yeah, first it realize, is angry, right. and then I realize this is a song. <laughs> um, Front porch looks like Broadway lights. I don't, even, I don't not, even like this song. I'm not familiar with that song. Kinda like noon in the dead of night. I couldn't have told you that was Trey Seconds. Uh, what does your husband do with the kids that drives you crazy? Okay, Christy said, Link has midnight raid the pantry and trash the kitchen sessions with Lily and Lincoln that look like someone broke in our house the next morning. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I do think that that's, that's, that was a very quarantine thing and it's still a weekend thing. Yeah, I try to re relegate it to the weekends now, just the, the midnight uh, kitchen raids. Yeah, I didn't know that you were part of these. The way that you talked about it was as if your kids were just doing this. Yeah, I, I would get in on it. Um, Jesse said, again, this is, what does your husband do with the kids that drives you crazy? Joking with them that we would be happy if, insert something completely ridiculous here that he doesn't really believe but knows will push all my buttons. This feels like a very specific thing so let me explain what I mean because I do this a lot. So I've never, I've never heard you do this. I don't do this, I do this with Jesse because I did it one time and kinda was joking and it got on our nerves and then I just couldn't resist to do it over and over again, especially when the kids are present. Cause I'll just be like, um, we'll be like being a different part of town. Man, if we lived in this part of town, we'd be happy. Or I see like a house up on a hill and it's really awesome. I'm like, man, if we lived, if we lived in that house, we would definitely be truly happy. So, and of course I'm joking, <laughs> but. It's such a strange, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's a very it is Jim a very, McLaughlin joke. It is a very strange, it's like once you know that it pushes her button, that's why it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like me saying that, me being discontented makes you, rubs you so much the wrong way that now this is a joke. Or we'll have an incredible meal and I'll be like, if we ate this meal every single night, we would be truly happy. And I'm doing it because I'm actually trying to, because there is a part of me that does think things like that. If we lived in that house, we'd be true. I, I don't really think it, but there is a tendency to always think that the next thing is better or where you're not is better. If we lived here, it'd be better. And so by saying it in a joking way, I feel like I'm- Self-deprecating. So, well, I'm calling it out, I'm calling it out in myself. But she has this thing, especially when the kids were younger, Oh, she thought they're gonna believe that you, they're gonna grow up thinking that their dad always <laughs> thought that if he lived behind like a giant gate in a castle, he would be truly happy. <laughs> and now they just well, know it that it's bullshit. Yeah, and it's like, or uh, also be like, my dad, we we did a lot of stuff and he was never happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's pretty simple. Um, what does your husband do with the kids that makes you extremely happy? 
Okay, Christy said, uh, Link's nightly tuck-in routine with Lando. That's, I mean, it's very special for us. Uh, also, she wrote, Link always finds ways to connect with each kid on an individual basis. He watches every behind the scenes Lord of the Rings with Lily and most recently bought one wheels for the boys to get them out of the house more. Really smart and totally worked. Well, it totally worked for me to then go buy one wheels too because Shepard came over and tried them. Yeah, if all a part of my plan. Well, if, you don't, know, I... if you don't know what a one wheel is, uh, it's a skateboard, electric skateboard with a big wheel just in the middle and your and your feet go on either side of it and you lean forward and it goes. It can go up to like 18, 20 miles an hour. They're pretty awesome. A lot of fun. But yeah, but now my, my well, Shepard has one. Because, but yeah, it's like. Uh, Link got some for his kids. But it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm glad she, she appreci appreciates that. I'm not doing this to make her happy. It's just she loves the kids as much, arguably more than I do, so it's <laughs> nice that, you know, she's like, oh, he takes time to like do what they wanna do. It, it just, it's really convenient when it's also something I wanna do. That's why I love having older kids because you can, it's, it's, the older they get, the easier it is to find things that you can get them to do because you wanna do it. Like, I'm the one getting the one wheel ads on Instagram. I'm the one who's like noticing them around town and like having the idea. I wanted a one wheel. But then I, it clicked into place when I'm like, this would be great for the boys and I probably wouldn't have bought one if it wasn't for, for that. Um, but like watching Lord of the Rings, I mean it's like this is no sacrifice. This is just, this is a win-win. Well everything that Jesse mentioned is something that I wanted to do anyway. Uh, basketball and or horse. Uh, horse is a, is a basketball game, not, we don't have a horse. Um, when Rhett gets home, watching scary movies together, taking the kids on adventures, hiking, camping, exploring, surfing, etc. And then she threw in apologizing when he screwed up. Oh, tell which me is more. which is I mean often and I um I do I would be happy if I didn't have to keep apologizing. I do regularly uh screw up as a father and I do regularly apologize to my kids. They but it seem they seem to appreciate it. Not the screwing up part but the apologizing. Uh, does your husband say or do anything to your pet or pets <laughs> that you wish he'd say or do to you? <laughs> Another trap. Y'all trapping. Jesse said, everything. <laughs> Literally every single thing he says or does to Barbara, I wish he'd do to me. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know. Have her perch on you while you're stretching. Here's yes. the thing is that, you know, she says I'm not a natural cuddler, but I am a natural cuddler with Barbara. I mean, I'm con and I'm constantly the funny thing is is like it's just a fur bag. I talk I mean, to, of course you I, talk, I, I do so much bag of bones and fur. Ridiculous baby talk to Barbara constantly and I tell her all this all this ridiculous stuff about who she is and what she is capable of <laughs> and uh where she's gonna go in life. Which is probably nowhere. He's probably just going to be in our house. But this is a, this is a routine. Yeah, I just love that dog to death, and but I'll a, be saying these things, and then Jesse is like, "Why don't you say that stuff to me?" I'm like, "You want me to tell you about how you're going to go to doggy college?" <laughs> it's it's fun. And have an incredible life. I have baby talk <laughs> with Jade, but 
It's the opposite, like, because that I was saying it's a routine. It's a comedy bit that you're doing with the dog because, like, you give the right tone and you know that she eats it up, but you're saying things that obviously she doesn't understand, which is funny. Yeah. And I do the same thing with Jade, but my angle is the opposite. I say things that are, like, really mean, but I say it in, like, a very sweet voice. Like, I say, you're just a... A bag of fur and bones, that's all you are. It's not too mean, but it's like, right. you're good for nothing. All you do is you get in my mm. lap and I just like rub this flesh bag of bones. Well, she might be taking that to heart, you never know. She loves it. She loves every bit of it. And now, ja I mean, and Jasper just cannot get enough love. He needs to just calm down. <laughs> um, what did Christy say? Uh, what do I do with the dogs that he wishes, she wishes I'd do to her. Uh, she said spa day with the doggies. Okay, this is, which is true. Spa day complete with full washing, massage, blowout, and brushing. Like, yeah, I, I bathe the, the dogs in, in the garage, and I have this whole. You I do this a, every weekend? Uh, No, I mean, I, I, I probably should do it. I, I would like to do it once a month. Don't you get the dog groomed? Um, I, not over COVID and not every time. Like for every one or two times that I wash the dog, we might get. I groomed. love Barbara. I do not love giving her a bath. She because a she doesn't like it, and b it's just a wet dog. When there's a wet dog, it's a to that's a totally different thing to they, me. They they don't like it. Jade or Jasper don't like it, but it's still a bonding experience. I mean, I I I feel like I'm good at it. You're good. You you can you can cut hair or be a dog groomer if, if it's your backup career. Well, I don't cut their hair. No, or, I'm saying you cut people's hair. But yeah, I could I could do that. It is kind of related. Like I have this system of like washing and towel drying and then blow drying. I would like to see how really, aggressive this is. You, <laughs> you've really got to blow dry the dog to get the poof. And I'm, people, you know, yeah, viewers <laughs> will criticize me for manhandling my dogs, but like they don't. My dogs love me. They do not care. I do not mind. I know they don't care. I'm just saying it is a it's a, it feels it seems aggressive and I'm just imagining that the, the 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 scrubbing and stuff is probably pretty aggressive. They don't like it so I go I go a little easier on them. I could give I could give But Christy your wife a, wants basically what we're getting at is your wife wants an aggressive washing. washing. Yeah, an aggressive washing <laughs> and a blowout. <laughs> What's the most thoughtful thing your husband has done for you recently? Okay, oh. so here's your opportunity to shine. I mean, 20 years ago you did the Sticky notes? Yeah, recently. What have you done Thanks lately? For adding that. <laughs> what have you done lately? Okay, Christy said, last summer when I was really sick, he would play Ray LaMontagne's We'll Make It Through, a very special song for us, and he would hold me in bed until I was ready to start the day. Wow, that's pretty good. That's so sweet. Um, you know, even uh, for our trip um, this past weekend, the present she gave me was, uh, Ray LaMontagne's record with this song on it. Yeah, and I remember we did a, Britton and I did a listening party around that time and I, like, I put that song on there because it was, yeah, it was helping us get through and it was um, very special. Apparently a thoughtful thing. The most thoughtful thing. Recently. Um, Jesse said he makes the most delicious Saturday morning scrambles, shirtless, <laughs> for two, and he wrote and recorded a song about our relationship for me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mythical Society, perhaps? No, uh, 
<laughs> for now, it's just for her. Um, yeah, I got into the to, to scr- the scramble thing. I heard about it. Yeah, Christy, Christy gives me some subtle digs about um, that you have a scramble morning. <laughs> scramble morning. Uh, I well, I like to cook a lot, and I and I was and I've been doing it for years for myself. Just like my kids are weird about what they want to eat, and Jesse also has like uh, she's usually like not really doing carbs or whatever, and so I just kind of feel like I'm on my own. A lot of times, and so I'll just go in there and be like, "All right, what do we have in the fridge that needs gotten rid of? Make a scramble." But then, at some point in during COVID, she was like, "Well, you're gonna make enough for me," and now it's it's now it's the thing. Mm. She she likes me to, and you know, yeah, and I keep my shirt off. I don't know why, but uh, she requested. <laughs> you know, it's just it's Saturday, and I'm in my house. It's like getting like egg spatter on your on your in your belly button. <laughs> Um, I mean, isn't that kind of the height of the frying pan? Your belly button? I got really long arms. What's the craziest thing your husband has done for you? Jesse said, I mean, the Momoa book coupled with the 40th birthday video that included some guy from the Insane Clown Posse (laughs) saying he wanted to 69 me 69 ways. Can't top that. That's true, that's true. I think it was 69, 69 times. Yeah, there's only one. There's way only to one do way to 69, 69, but you can got, do it multiple it wrong. times. She got it wrong. You need you need to call her. Uh, yeah, I I mean I don't know what I'm gonna do for 41, but I knocked 40 out of the park. Um, nothing. It resets. You started doing nothing. Again. Yeah. Uh, craziest thing that I've done for Christy apparently is I gave plasma on a weekly basis in college to fund our dates. This is true, and I st- still dealt with needle trauma. And still do, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we were telling our neighbors we went, we did a, a double date with our neighbors, and like somehow that story came up. I think it was fresh on our mind from this or something. But did yeah, they, like we would both think you were. We'd us? both go to like the edge of campus, and you'd have this like place where they would suck the blood out of your body into a machine, g- take the plasma out to make like cosmetics and, well, and other, things. other things. Like yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with plasma. And then they would reverse the system and put your blood back into your body. Still don't know how you did it. I and mean, then, I was doing it as well, but I, you yeah. were freaking, I thought you just couldn't handle it. And we would get like. 20 bucks. 20 bucks cash. And you could you could go twice a week. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was sit in a chair and watch Incredible Hulk on the television. And wait for April to come up and you know change your needle out. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that, that was <laughs> oh, pretty yeah. dedicated. Okay, who would you pick to play your husband in a biopic, or as we called it until like last year, a biopic? I still think biopic makes It still makes seems more like sense. it should be biopic. I mean, I know biopic. Like, I like, know what it stands for. Like biography, yeah. bi, bi, biopic. A biopic, that's how you would say it. Yeah, that's a biopic. And Biography, who, biography. And, and who would you pick to play yourself? Okay, Christy said, uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see them act <laughs> together. First of all, is this a Hallmark uh, movie? Tim McGraw's an actor. This is a CM, this is a CMT movie. Do they have those? Yeah, I'm sure they both. I mean, with, with Faith Hill was at the top of her game when we were in high school. Christy did like cosplay as Faith Hill to like their like dance. She like wore a, dr- a, a white dress that looked like a Faith Hill dress. I saw we saw her in concert back then. In like the nineties, I remember she was with there with. Uh, I didn't go. Yeah, I think she. I think the Brooks and Dunn show, 
Faith Hill was open for him. That might seem right. I could be wrong though. All right. Uh, Jesse picked two actors. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. uh, Jesse said Momoa, obviously, and Katherine Hahn. Who is that? For me, she's the one that played the neighbor in WandaVision. Oh. Which I was like, oh, and the reason that she's saying that I is because that. when that show Brunette. was out, everyone was telling her, you look Brunette like Catherine and boisterous. Hahn. Yeah. yeah, Brunette and Boisterous. Okay, what was your first impression of your husband? Okay, so we're going back in time. Christy said, this guy wears really big pants with <laughs> way too many pockets but his eyes are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that picture, the picture of the night we met at the roller skating ring is in the Book of Mythicality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could actually see my pants if um, you wanted to. Jesse said, tall, of course. Intriguing. See, intriguing. I think that's what she meant to say earlier when she said enigmatic. Well, no, because listen, she says intriguing, funny, unlike any other person I've ever met. One of a kind. An enigma. <laughs> I think An maybe. An enigma, there's a secretive mask component. There's a hidden compartment. The way that, here, this is the way she talks about it. She, she talks about it like, you were from this place that all the other guys that I had ever dated or talked to were from, yeah. but you seem like you weren't from this place, but you were from this place. What's, yeah. What is it about you? You're an enigma. Okay. I'm well. I'm magnetic. <laughs> um, what is one thing most people don't know about your husband? Jesse said, "It's a good question. He's incredibly generous. Generous. Hmm. You talking about charity? How much money are you giving to charity? Uh, like, come on, come out with to, it. You want to break out? Uh, what, what do you think? What, what con- one context is she talking about here? She talking about like time, money." I think advice? she's ta- I think she's talking about if 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 uh if I'm presented with if if someone comes to me with a need you know or somebody presents a a, a problem or whatever I'm uh I really enjoy being able to to help. But also I mean that's why that's a big reason that I like cooking for people, you know. It's like it's it's a it not and not only is it fun for me but you, like I I It's true you don't charge for it. I I like being like, hey, look at this thing that you get to enjoy. I just, I like, I like giving that way. Or like, hey, here's a, here's a. I mean, I, you, you may not say like, I don't think of Red as a gift giver. I'm not really much of a gift giver, but I think it's just uh, whether it's it's my time or doing something for somebody or. Why do you think I keep hanging around? Yeah, right. Uh, Christy said that the one thing most people don't know about your husband is he blow dries his entire body. <laughs> Every morning. Uh, I think I've told everyone this. I think I've been very open about my full body blow drying. Yeah, she's just not listening to every episode of Airbus. Yeah, she's like, she's like, surely no one surely, knows this. <laughs> surely he hasn't told everyone about that. Uh, I mean, I will say, I try to do it when she's not in the bathroom. And it is a bit embarrassing when you're like, when your legs are, spread out so your ankles are as far from each other as they can be and your head is down between your knees and you're blow drying up into your undercarriage. You know they make a dryer that you can install in your shower. You don't really want 
anyone to walk in at that point. You know about the, sh the shower dryer. Even a dog. Right? Like I've had a dog walk in on me blow drying myself and just kinda look at me, shake his head and walk back out. But you know that there is a technology where you can put a dryer in your shower. I think that that, that uses too much energy. I bet you it's more efficient than just sitting there with a damn blow dryer. You know what? Well, not with my techniques. <laughs> you know what Christy got me for my birthday? A fancy blow dryer. That's what she bought me. A Dyson blow dryer, like the one that Anna has. Yeah. Like that special futuristic looking. Jesse got that. Ah, oh, I love it. Well, I used it, well, Jesse used it last oh night gosh. and it was a very interesting application that I'm only thinking about because you're talking about this. Huh? Last night, uh, I was getting ready to go to bed and Jesse was like, oh, I gotta put the sheets on the bed. And she was like, she put the the mattress cover over the mattress and then we like put the sheets on the bed and did that stupid comforter that you have to like do inside out and like tie, I'm just, I hate making beds. But anyway, so then we get in the bed and she's like, oh man, that the mattress cover's a little wet. Do you feel that? Ooh. And I was like, yeah, it's a little damp. And I wasn't even thinking about it until you said something. <laughs> she goes to the bathroom. She gets the Dyson. She gets the Dyson. She lifts up the covers. She starts blow drying. Oh, it's, I don't know how much that thing costs, but it's But good. let me tell you right now. Did it dry? I, well, I don't know how much drying it did, but I told her, I was like, this is incredible. Like, is there an, is there an invention here? Like the fact that you're now blowing hot air on my legs in the bed, exactly. like right when I got into the bed. Yeah, sp and spread your legs and, and see then, what happens. And then Barbara, but you know, most dogs are scared of blow dryers. Like Barbara jumps up there. Not if you hold them down aggressively in yeah. the sink. Barbara jumps up and then Barbara starts getting into the blow drying stream. Yeah. She's like this and she starts going under the cover. She's into it. And it's just me and Barbara getting blow dried by Jesse in the bed. This is a thing, yeah. This I'm gonna get one of these. And then I was like, can we do this every night? Yeah, and you can have a cold blast too. You can have you can just have someone down there at the foot of your bed, and they can push the cold blast. Um. Okay, last three questions. Well, just actually two. Oh yeah, last two questions. Okay, North Carolina or California? Mm. If I'd have really looked at this ahead of time, I'd be like, let's take that question off. I don't know if I want to hear Christie's answer. I'd be oh. scared. Okay. But here's what Chrissy said, my heart is divided, uh, but I am most definitely a cowgirl living in Los Angeles. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a, a little bit of both, which I, I, I totally get, and I'm I'm not afraid of the answer. Um, I knew this is what Jesse would say unequivocally. She, well, she said California. So yeah, she uh, we've, we spent enough time in North Carolina. It's not that we don't that we didn't enjoy our time there. It's we we spent the first half of our lives there. We haven't. I mean, and we haven't been home in so long. It's like I mean, we're about to go home for a while, and you'll see how that impacts Christie's answer. All right, let's get to this last one. If you could describe your life as a TV show or movie, what would it be and why? Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I could have guessed. This is the direction that Christy would go in. Uh, Christy said, "Survivor." <laughs> <laughs> you know we are we are still. I mean, here's what we've done: we watched all the best episodes of Survivor, 
And now we, we are going back and re-watching episodes that feature characters that we've grown to love in, in seasons that could potentially be suck. And we'll watch until that person that we like is voted off and then we'll stop and then go to another season and keep watching until it's, in, it's not good anymore. And I just learned there's a South African Survivor series as well as an Australian one. And um, so are you gonna, are you opening up the vault and you're going through those? I think so. I don't know if when Lily goes off to college, if the whole Survivor thing will, um, and as we get totally out of the pandemic, if it will become a Is thing of the past. Is it still happening nightly? Yeah. <laughs> it, well, now it's just the nights where no one has plans. Okay, because so, things are starting to happen. Yeah, I mean, it would be every single night, even the weekends, and now it might be, we're saying things like, I've been missing Survivor, it's been four nights, you know, So because we're like, somebody will have plans. So Chrissy said, Survivor, we are a tribe of humans struggling through challenges, searching for rewards, and occasionally wanting to vote one another out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. What did Jesse say? Jesse said, lost. <laughs> We've got a lock and a shepherd who are main characters. True. We ended up in a place we did not expect. Huh. Every episode ends with more questions than answers. <laughs> the soundtrack is good. The sweet moments keep you coming back for more even when some wild shit goes down. <laughs> In the end, we all make it to heaven, even that, even if that pisses a bunch of people off. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> that is great. Wow. Uh, we all make it to heaven, even if that pisses a bunch of people off. Yeah, this is that's good. Wow, that was. You know, there's a lot that works there. Mm-hmm. I. You know what? We got we got some good wives, man. We we are we are we are hashtag blessed, man. Yes. Thank you to Jesse and Christy for. Taking the time to share those things with us and vicariously with you. Um, they know us so well, yet yeah, they still fun. love us. Um, do you have a recommendation? Oh crap, recommendation. Uh, you know what, I wanna recommend the uh, audio book for Seth Rogen's uh, book, Yearbook. Did, and I think you might have already recommended that. You. I don't think I recommended it. You told on me Ear Biscuits. I recommended you it. You told on me Twitter. to listen to Seth Rogen's autobiography yearbook on audiobook, and I started doing it. Yeah, and um, it starts off funny, but then it once he gets in like the industry stories that he starts telling. I mean, it's just just stories, just what happened. He just has so many good stories. I I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever seen a Seth Rogen movie. Really? I I I. I know it's not surprising in anybody because it's coming from me, but I'm actually surprised. There's no way that's true. That I've not seen. You think super bad? Uh, if I have, I don't remember. You told me that you watched super bad. I know for a fact you've seen super bad. Maybe I fell asleep. Any, my point really is that okay. Even maybe I've seen super bad, but I don't remember. But it doesn't matter, the dude is just such a likable guy with great stories and I kinda love the tone of it. I mean it's, I mean, it's what you would expect from Seth Rogen, it's, it could be, uh, it can be over the edge depending on where your edge is. Mm -hmm. uh, well and he gets, and he's just so unabashed. And the audiobook, I'm sure it's great as a book but the audiobook in yeah. particular, he gets where he can, he gets the people who are actually featured in the stories 
to read their lines, or some actors, and to then like play his and parents. Then if you can't, and stuff if you can't like get the person, he gets he gets an actor. So it's, it's a it's, fun listen. I'm, but it's I'm obvious when he, recommending listening to it. Yeah, when he gets somebody, and you could tell that he was just like, "Hey, so and so, I need you to." record this and they were just like, I'll just record it to my phone. <laughs> you know, cause it's like. Right, cause it, it's one line. It, it's just, hey, I, it, and it's, I, I love the way it, it came together. I Seth recommend Rogen, it. He's living his best yeah. life. He's that, also you, doing pottery. You made me, you made me watch it, so now I'm making them watch it. Or listen to it. I mean, you can watch your, you can watch the thing, the cursor moving as, as it goes. All right, and now we're taking the break. Yes. Now marks the beginning of our three, three week break, but we'll be serving up some episodes in the feed that maybe you wanna give a re-listen to or maybe it'll be fresh for you. Uh, so we'll keep speaking at you in that way. And then the fourth, four weeks from now will be, it'll, it'll be the present. new episode. 